Thanks for checking out this weekly Sunday message from Carrollton UMC. We pray that God will use this to speak to you and help you grow in faith. We invite you to join us this Sunday at our 10.30 a.m. one-hour service, in person at our location in Uptown New Orleans, or live online on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. To learn more about Carrollton, please visit carrolltonumc.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Our, um, our scripture for the day comes from a book that you may not even have heard of. It is The Wisdom of Ben Sarah. And it is chapter 15, verses 15 through 20, which reads in this following manner. If you choose, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. If you trust in God, you too shall live. He has set before you fire and water. To whatever you choose, stretch forth your hand. Before a man are life and death, good and evil. Whichever he chooses shall be given him. Immense is the wisdom of Yahweh. He is mighty in power and all-seeing. The eyes of God are on those who fear him. He understands man's every deed. No one does he command to act unjustly. To none does he give license to sin. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, well, well. Where to even begin? You know, some years ago, uh, 1975, I was persuaded to go on a game show. Now, for those of you who are not aware, they film a whole week at one time. They shuffle the audience. They want the people with the colorful clothes and stuff sitting in the front, so they pick them out and they say, okay, on the second filming, you guys sit here. And at the end of the day's video, can you come back tomorrow, Sally and Tom? Yes. Great. Sally and Tom are rushing back to the dressing room, change clothes, run out the makeup artist, work on them, and then they come back. Hi, it's Tuesday. Welcome back. <laughs> so for four days, I was the star. They couldn't even get the questions out of their mouth for Belange was hitting the bell, giving the answer. Then it happened. Who is Warren Beatty's sister? Who the hell is Warren Beatty? <laughs> so, of course, the other couple answered Shirley McLean. Right. Who is Shirley McLean? At this point, the audience is double over laughing. This dude is answering questions about ictology, and he doesn't know Warren Beatty. Very humbling experience. But it speaks in part to what we just said. It's good to have wisdom and knowledge. But we have to be careful that we don't narrow it to 
too small a set of interest. We must broaden our knowledge of the world and people and things so that we are prepared to wisely deal with the wider spectrum with which we will come into contact with. By God's good graces, I was not on the other game where you think you are a winner. And then they said, choose a door. Oh, my God. Now, you stand in there with everybody looking at you like, number two, get number two. No, get number one. You know behind one of those doors is that all-expense-paid week's vacation in Paris, France. Everything first class. And behind that other door is a basket of polished apples. And your heart is beating so hard they can see your chest thumping. I wouldn't have liked that one. But you see, that goes to this too. God tells you pick a door. He does not trick you. He says, I'm going to tell you what's behind the doors. Now pick one of those doors. One of those doors leads to death. And the other door leads to life. Now you're going to say, come on, man. Ain't no damn gone body going to pick the door to go to death. Yes, indeed they do. You see, this free will thing is a crazy revealer of our inner nature. They're great and they're small. One day I went to pick up the king of New Orleans. We don't know where he's at. What? We've been searching for him for 15 minutes and we can't find him. Now I am breathing fire. You better find that kid right now. So 10 minutes later, they come with him and they said, he was hiding under the bleachers. I said, son, why were you hiding under the bleachers? He said, well, I forgot that today is a day where they're going to sell lemonade, and I didn't have no money. And all the children in the room bought lemonade, and I was shamed, and I hid under the stands. So I took out a dollar bill, and I said, here, you go get your two cups of lemonade. You have a minute or two with your friends, and then we'll go. That haunted me. And I said, you know what? What I need to do is go back to my church and need to convince people to put together a small fund to put one in our neighborhood school and one in his school so that that never happens to a child. Well, then he was put in a more affluent school, and I dropped the ball. You see, I didn't choose the right door. By being trifling, I chose the door to death of a ministry that was supposed to happen. See, we're making these choices. We don't want to admit it, but we're making choices. And see, that comes back to haunt you. 
the other night, I'm in my pajamas, I'm finished with everything, my doorbell rings. Nobody's supposed to be at my house. So I go and open the door, I'm looking, and there's a little girl this big saying, Mr. I, got a field trip tomorrow, I, I, I can't go, because I don't have $4. And it came right back and smacked me in my face. You see, you're supposed to be taking care of this. And now God is letting you know you chose the wrong door. And God is a forgiving God. And so you get another chance, you dummy. So I told the child, wait there. I went and got the $4. When I got to the door, I said, are they going to sell refreshments? And she says, yes. So I said, oh, here comes the lemonade again. So I ran back and I got $5 I said, well, you put this in your other pocket, so if there's refreshments, they ain't going to have much at a place like that you can get for $5, but you can get something and then you don't have to be embarrassed or stuck up. And she said, oh, Mr. I am so thankful. I was so scared I wasn't going to go. Choose your free will. You get these all day. Every day. And you lie to yourself and tell yourself, well, whatever. God is telling you that he is not some guy with a long white beard sitting in an ivory chair with a quill, dipping in there, writing in a big book, the little mistakes you're making, the good things you do. Hey, He's all that. He wouldn't be right with a pill. He'd be right with a monk, blonde. But anyway. <laughs> we have to accept the fact that this free will thing is not a game. It's not if you make a mistake and walk through this door, you're going to drop dead across the door sill. It says you are choosing all the time on your journey things that fill you with life, that fill ministries and ideas and deeds with life, then we're going to turn around and be stupid and choose the door of death. We kill good ideas. We kill good efforts. We kill ministries. Because we're trifling. We know better. But we got a million excuses about why we don't do the right thing the right way for the right reason. It's hard to make people own up to that stuff. Luckily, God knows you. God understands you. And God will not just snuff you out. God is going to say, okay, now you know I gave you free will. I gave you a chance, and you messed up. You chose the death door. Well, I'm not going to let you walk through the door. I'm just going to let the winds of that blow right in your face. And a day will come when you'll get a chance to open the right door. You see, we pray that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Really? the agents to make God's will be done on earth? It's us. 
He gives you a chance to be the instrument of love and of power and of peace and of mercy and of justice and a whole lot of other things. Say, choose these. Don't choose the other stuff. But that other stuff is stuff that we like. It's exciting. It sparkles. So we love that juicy stuff. And we let that capture our focus. While the things that demand our attention are being neglected. God is telling you, look, if I wanted a bunch of robots, I would have made robots. I'd have to make them. I wanted something different. I trust you. You know, that provenient grace thing, you know, before you were old enough and experienced enough and wise enough to understand how to make choices, I laid grace over you. And you were not responsible for the doors. But to reach a point where you know and you can understand what free will is. So now you make your choices and you take the sugar or you take the castor oil. Choose wisely. Choose lovingly. Choose piously. Don't go through that other door, folks. Take the good one. God bless you. God keep you. And God guide you. Amen.